Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm JC and LC. Welcome back, my good brother. What's going on, my friend? How you doing, brother? Man? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And it's, I mean, 2024 is here, and it is. It has come with a vengeance, brother. I mean, absolutely. I, I just absolutely. time is moving so quick, but it's a blessing to be here for another year. And I'm curious for you. We're in a new year. Do you have any new insights or new revelations that uh, God has exposed to you as we are approaching, um, well, we are now in March. Any new insights or revelations from God? Any new insights? Well, like you said, 2024 has come with vengeance. Um, you know, Dad used to always say, oh, time, time waits for no one. Um, but like, you know, one thing that you and I have discussed in past episodes, I do thank God that prior to 2024 um we took time for preparation to empower ourselves mm-hmm. spiritually for the time coming right and i and i'll just say this bro you know we as people or even probably some of our folks in the audience we take time to pray for things like growth revelation of knowledge mm-hmm. and elevation and all these things are great but they all come with tests right mm-hmm. and the testing is of our faith, the testing of where our heart resides when the uncomfortability uh, things kind of arise. And, you know, reality is, bro, you know, we could spend our time easily complaining. I can even say personally, I've had opportunities this year to entertain spirits that would have led me to being selfish, mm-hmm. angry, discouraged, even insulted, right? But at the same time, this juxtaposing reality of, of living, I've also been consumed by the fire of God's love, bro. And his Mm -hmm. love has provided me the opportunity to operate in love, even if I was feeling disrespected, disrespected. Um, You know, when I had opportunities in front of me that I was hoping go one way, but they seemed to stall out. I still was able to walk away with a smile on my face Mm -hmm. and genuine joy in my heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in other words, bro, my revelation is that the application of this season comes with, spiritual strain right that Mm -hmm. leads me uh to the line that was dropped into paul's heart by god which is again god telling paul my grace is sufficient enough right Mm -hmm. so lastly you know i'm understanding more and more when i'm weak he is strong and the results show uh show these things in a very defined perspective because everything that god does is always evidence to back it up so um, yeah application time baby that, that's no really i love it. that and i mean this is real juxtaposition and i think it's incredibly important that we are highlighting the reality of this walk with god yeah. it's not yeah. like you know you and i are not creating this podcast to just make people think you know everything is going to be just a, a game or some easy walk it's it's yeah there's no easy street there's no cheat there's, code, there's no cheat code right narrow oh, is yeah. the way right and difficult is the path and we are on that path and we are living this juxtaposition thing out we're we're, yeah. we're going against the grain um and we're seeing the bigger picture which ties in beautifully with today's topic um mm-hmm. you know and i personally i 
I completely empathize with you that God has been showing me a lot very, very quickly in this year. He's yeah. been, he's been presenting a lot, a lot of opportunities that have been opening my eyes, uh, even opportunities to rebuke and correct me, um, while He simultaneously loves me and guides me through um, this life and and helps me yeah. realize my opportunities of growth, my flaws, and all. So, um, so yeah, this. 2024 is off to a great start and it's full of a lot of revelation and a lot of growth. It feels like God is on overtime this year, but <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely believe that, you know, he is positioning me and, and people like you for our next, those of us who are really digging deep this year. Um, and I heard a phrase, um, and, and you probably remember this from mom often. I didn't even remember, realize it was scripture, which is the latter part of Luke 12, verse 48. And it reads, everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. And from yeah, him yeah. to whom they entrusteth much, they will demand the more. So in mm. essence, we hear it much is given much is required um in that specific verse it follows a parable about stewardship and we're intentionally this year we're leaning into stewarding um uh, being mm. um responsible managing what god has given us that is not fully our own right uh things yep, like yep. our life our, our focus in life, our bodies, our time, our money, we are learning to manage these things, uh, these very important aspects of, of life that God has given us to really ensure that we're living out his purpose that he has designed for us. And bro, you and I know well, it is very easy to not steward or manage our yeah. life well, according yeah. to his purpose. And to that point, I believe the way in which we steward and manage all aspects of our life, it is influenced by what we are setting our eyes on consistently, which yep. makes me think of what you and I have experienced thus far this year. We can, like many other people, choose to consistently set our eyes on our problems or set our mm -hmm. eyes on our bank accounts, our love life, our pleasures, our children, our jobs. And again, when I say set our eyes on it this is stuff that are like this is these are things that have a potential to consume us right so yeah, obviously yeah. Your, your job and your, your kids are important but um the way in which we uh are consumed can be consumed by things will affect other areas of our life and the way we mm -hmm. manage those areas of our life so um we'll either be consumed by the fire of these tests or will be refined by them, which makes room for what? Things like a testimony, bringing glory back to God uh, and allowing our purpose to come to the, the come into fruition for real, for real. Um, but, bro, I, I've grown to refuse to think that I'm only here to be consumed by the things that um, are here today, gone tomorrow. Gone tomorrow yeah. um, you know, and there's a lot more beyond the surface than what we typically set our eyes upon, which leads us yeah. to our topic today. Yeah. What do you see? Uh, that's a that's the title of our, our topic today. What do you see? Uh, and bro, as you've grown over the past couple of years and your faith walk, how has your vision changed in terms of the things that you now see that you could not always see before? Yeah, that's actually a really interesting question. So I guess for me, bro, 
honestly, my vision, I feel, is consistently being readjusted to some degree. Um, and the reality is I, I don't always even catch uh, when or how my perspective has changed up until I've experienced an unexpected situation, right? Mm. But um, but back to a point real quick that you had said earlier. Uh, you said the way that we steward all aspects of life is influenced by what we're setting our eyes on consistently. And, mm-hmm. I, and I love how you said that because also, as you said, what we set our eyes on consistently is also what represents what we are consumed by. Um, and I think we need to really make sure that folks understand that what consumption is, as I spoke earlier, I said I was consumed by God's love, mm-hmm. right? And you're talking about us consuming ourselves with things that may not be with God and his love. So that's why sometimes we get lost. We get kind of trapped in this vicious cycle because we're consumed by the things that don't allow our eyes to go back to Jesus. But mm-hmm. I'll digress. I'll go back to that a little later. Um, but nevertheless, back to what I, back to me in, in this um, analogy here, I would say that my eyes have used to be fat, used to be fixated solely on me. Um, on how well I was doing, on what opportunities I was leading, how I was being recognized, honored, praised by my peers and family. So in other words, I was stewarding over my ego or my pride, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where uh, my vision stopped. And during this period of time of my life, I was completely unaware of how I was honestly conducting myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, My focus was not on pleasing God, but in finding ways for God to be pleasing to me. Mm. Um, so, you know, I went to church. I did the whole song and dance, participated in youth ministry, etc. right? Yet, my focus was being on remembered for my good deeds. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, you know, my focus wasn't on making this God life work out for me so that I could, you know, do his will, but more about feeling good for myself, mm-hmm. right? And this ultimately led to me feeling frustrated because, again, I did the religious activities. Why do I still feel empty, though? Right. Why? Why does my wife still not praise me, you know, for who I am? Why do I still feel overlooked and misunderstood? Mm. You know, and and the thing is, bro, I would put myself in a lot of these self-inflicting positions until God helped me understand. Again, this is during that pruning process. Uh, that I went through with him, where he helped me understand how meaningless my life was without him. Mm. Um, And to elaborate a little more, we'll go to James chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. It says, yet you do not know the least thing about what will happen in your life tomorrow. Mm. What is secure in your life? You are merely a vapor, like a puff of smoke or a wisp of steam from a cooking pot Mm. that is visible for a little while and then vanishes into thin air. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and we will do this or that. But it is you boast vainly in your pretensions and arrogance. All such boasting is evil. And I'll say this, Jay, that last verse, verse 16, that was me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, my that that was my point, not realizing that my quote unquote accomplishments feeling important, acknowledge, you know, announcing to the world my 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 accolades and the good things going on in my life on social media, et cetera, et cetera. All of it means nothing, especially without God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with me understanding that my life was truly meaningless without him, the results of this knowledge provided 
through grace, frankly, allow my eyes to be open to the opportunity that has resulted in me no longer searching for people's mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. validation, or praise. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to be honest, at this point in my life, bro, getting praised by some people makes me a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Because either they don't see the God that I actually serve and or because I don't want anybody to give me credit for something that he has provided, right? The peace that you see me walking in, mm-hmm. the the love you see me. I am not going to take credit for what my father has done because that will make everything that I am doing very invalid. So that's how my 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 vision, bro, over the last few years have been consistently adjusted. So I hope I answered your question there. You did perfectly and beautifully, and I wish more of us um, had that level of just insight and honesty to to look back and and be honest with ourselves and say like yeah I was doing the church song and dance but I, I genuinely was not here for God it, yeah. it it was about me um and you know the Bible makes it very clear you know that our our, our deeds even the righteous deeds they're basically like compared to filthy rags yeah. right there's there's nothing that we can do um, within ourselves that should make us focus on ourselves as if we are our own savior. Yes. Um, so yeah, that that is it's quite a bit of wisdom in, in that, and and I think that required you to be teachable, vulnerable, open. Um, but yeah, and like you, bro, I personally was focused on myself as well. And when you don't know what you don't know, you don't you know don't what you know. don't know, you know? <laughs> and I didn't realize that I was genuinely blind to so many realities of this life. But what pains me personally is that um, many of us are stuck in that cycle of seeing yeah. the same thing year after year, blind to the realities of life, blind to or or deaf to the whispers and, and the insights of God, missing the very thing that is not physically, but spiritually right in front of us. We've grown accustomed to experiencing the same type of problems with the same mm-hmm. type of people, seeing mm-hmm. the same frustrating spouse, the same frustrating job, frustrating friend, frustrating yeah. child. Again, cycle year after year after year, never coming into a place of revelation, having that veil removed and seeing what has really been right in front of you. Um, and, And like I said, this year has been moving very quickly and we have experienced so much in such a short period of time. And, you know, God has been dropping some insights and some nuggets into my heart. And I think mm. one of the reasons why he's been doing that is that one, I'm more aware of him. Two, I'm more mentally mm. available. Number yeah. th- and, and as a result of that, um, you know, I'm finding myself desiring to see the bigger picture for myself and for others in every single circumstance. And, yeah. you know, it's interesting to me as we think about life as, as life happens to so all of us, why do we typically respond or see what non-believers see when, when life knocks mm. on our door? So for example, when those challenging situations happen, um, why do we typically see what non-believers see? Right. We, we just see challenging moments. Right. We see, mm. we see frustration. We see doom and gloom um, instead of uh, instead of something deeper than that. Or if you juxtapose those challenging moments, why when we have enticing opportunities, we similarly see what non-believers see a benefit, a win. Uh, just an opportunity, a wish being fulfilled. All the while, if you're not discerning, 
you can miss the fact that there is a trap laced with lust in front of you or an opportunity that will lead to the corruption of your soul, for example. So living this this set apart Christian life, it, it's more than just, you know, doing these things. It's it's really about having spiritual foresight and spiritual insight um, again, to see beyond the things that are f- currently physically right in front of you. And to that yeah. point, bro, you know, I mentioned some of the insights and nuggets that God was dropping into my heart. And one of the things that he essentially said to me was, if you don't see God in everything, you don't see anything at all. And Ooh. while that may sound like a super Christian fluffy statement, the Holy Spirit put that in my heart while I was minding my own business. I was mm. not searching for a catchy phrase for the podcast. Again, I am more mentally available of God uh, to God. I acknowledge him more. So he is able to impart in me in a different way. So um, before we unpack that, you know, I really um, I really want to get your initial thoughts on that that phrase, uh, if we don't see God in everything, we don't see anything at all. Before we diagnose it a bit deeper, what's your kind of reaction to that? So, bro, when you uh, first said that to me, I, I, you know, everybody on this podcast knows I'm the one yelling out shots fired anytime something impactful is said. And those were some powerfully impactful words, uh, statements that God put on your heart, right? And it, and it was lacing so much truth uh that's extremely hard to ignore or overlook um but again if we do overlook that statement that is kind of answering your question earlier about why some of us are looking at the world the same way non-believers do right mm-hmm. uh dealing with that same headache month after month uh because again you don't see god in what you do you only see you mm-hmm. um so when you can only see you you really see nothing it, mm. It's empty. It's just you. Like, which hence why, again, you feel empty. Hence also why our worldly responses to spiritual challenges always make us feel perplexed, right? Mm. This is, these are the things, you know, when, when, when you can't uh, use, you know, worldly principles to fix issues with your wife or your husband, this is what causes people to reach out to that old boo thing from mm-hmm. way back when. You know, even though you got a whole wife and kids at the house, you know, but you need that additional attention. But, you know, again, it's all about how you feel, right? Mm -hmm. Or put yourself in a position to justify lying to your spouse or lying to to, to somebody that you claim to care about just because you don't feel they're entitled to the truth. Mm -hmm. Or, Or the one of the more challenging things I think a lot of folks deal with, when your children start looking at you a little twisted when they reach a certain age because they realize all the things you taught them, you don't even apply yourself. Mm. But God forbid, God forbid, they call you out on it. How dare they have the audacity to call out your hypocrisy? Now you want to cuss them out and threaten to kick them out the house, Mm -hmm. right? And, and, you know, to be clear, I know I kind of went in for a little bit, but when we give God praise and talk about God only when we feel good about ourselves, Mm -hmm. we just got promoted we just had the new baby we just had the awesome vacation all these all these things are great but in all of it do we feel anything outside that fleshly emotional status Mm. that disappears immediately after Mm -hmm. having like this is 
this is why, guys, we find ourselves in these repetitive patterns because, mm-hmm. again, what we are looking for, what we are attempting to consume ourselves with have nothing to do with God. Hence, mm-hmm. again, to your statement, if you don't see God in everything, you don't see anything at all. Mm-hmm. And there's some there's some there's some evidence of this, bro, that I would like to drop real quick um, based in James chapter three, verse 13 through 18. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living honorably in life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Mm. But if you are bitterly jealous and there's selfish ambition in your heart, do not cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Hmm. For whatever, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will only find disorder and evil of every kind. Hmm. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Mm. So in other words, again, when you see God in everything, just like we talked about verse 17 and 18, we will be examples. Mm-hmm. It's not even something that we have to even try to do. We will literally embody walking in this, being the living, proving examples of what, again, we call to be. It's one thing calling yourself a man and woman of God, but are you able to walk and prove out the wisdom, living an honorable, humble life? Yeah, no, I love that. And I just I, I guess I, I really hope our our listeners like you and I, um, uh, the flesh is wicked, man. Like we yeah. are born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Um, and even with God, we're imperfect. But absolutely. You and I had to get to the place where we looked in the mirror and we like had to call ourselves out for what it really was. Yeah, enough was and enough. Yeah. There are so many people, bro, who are living in a state of just delusion. And they are convincing themselves that they are who they are not. And I just really hope this is a, disrupt, a disruptive message. Um, yeah. And one that is correcting us to help us realize like, okay, if, if you have this selfish ambition and if you are full of these things that are not highlighting the wisdom of God, if you are struggling to draw people near to Christ because you don't represent anything Christ stands for, yeah. don't beat yourself up, but realize this is an opportunity to like really recalibrate while you have life and strength. But you got to be honest though, bro. And I, cause I love what you said there. Like if you can, cause the thing is you just, we can say all day, like uh-uh, my eyes is on Jesus. I don't be looking at us. I'm not consumed by anything, but the reality is, you know your results. And it's not about what we Heavy say. The results. One, one thing that I struggle with is that, you know, when you question people, when we question each other, for one, a lot of folks don't realize, again, iron sharpens iron. So the questions yes. are so that we are consistently refining each That's other. That's what not we're about, here for. Right? right, exactly. Not about exposing your weakness so you feel, you know, feel crappy about yourself or, or full of shame. Literally the complete opposite because we get to this place that 
we lie to ourselves to say that we do these things, mm. but yet we have no evidence. Because we are lying to ourselves back to what you and I were saying earlier about our life. Yeah. We are focused on ourselves. Yes. So if yes. I have to lie to soothe myself yeah. and convince myself yeah. and avoid that shame or you know disappointment or looking assumption in the mirror like that assumption of shame because with god there's no shame there's there, no condemnation so with that's god assumption. with god yes and yes. many of us are, are walking with a form of god and not the fullness mm. of god mm. um so again like i i just really hope like our listeners who have life breath strength like remind yourself that you're not only here for yourself yeah. what you do has a domino effect to everyone around you we've said this consistently if you are not drawing people back to your father why are you alive for what to just consume and consume and consume go to church check the box and then you just again cycle after cycle after cycle but mm. Nevertheless, I want to turn our attention over to Psalms 19, verse 7 through 8, as we kind of diagnose, um, you know, that, that, that commentary around, if you don't see God in everything, you see nothing at all. So Psalms 19, verse 7 through 8 says, English Standard Version, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, mm-hmm. making wise the simple, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So I'm going to break this down in four, four, four points, and I want you guys to follow me. So number one, the things of God found in his word and in relationship with God, that everything is perfect. Even if you don't fully agree or, or comprehend in that very moment, there are a lot of things as children we didn't agree or comprehend, but they were good for us, right? right? right, right. Um, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. That is a hard pill to swallow. It does not mm. mean it's imperfect. It's perfect. Mm. It's pure, right? Um, but when you do take these words of God to heart, and when you take him at his word without embracing doubt, when you live his word out in your life, then as a result of that, the byproduct of that, just like the Bible said in, in Psalms 19, your soul will be revived. The mm-hmm. soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, what you feel. Those things that you experience in this life will allow, will not come at the expense of you being revived. You will be able to resist some of that stress and the tension and all of the above because Jesus is in his words are genuinely in your heart and you're genuinely accepting them for what they are. And you will consistently be revived instead of being empty because you're focusing only on yourself. Number two, the testimony of our Lord through his word is sure and it's reliable. We can trust it, assuming we approach this God thing correctly. And it will make those of us who are simple, wise. And some of us may say, well, Justin, I'm actually not simple. Like I, I, <laughs> I'm doing well in my career and I'm financially astute and then I'm XYZ. But there are areas in your life where you are weak, yeah. where you are vulnerable, yeah. where you don't have the answer. 
And it's when we use God's word effectively versus these empty colloquialisms that have no power. Mm. When when we start to make time for God in the way we make time for our show that we watch every day, that podcast that we listen to that just soothes our flesh and not our spirit. When we start to make time for God, the way we make time for our food, Mm. our, our beverages, our boo things, we will become wise in the areas where we are currently simple. Yeah. Number three, the principles of God, the instructions of God, they are right and they lead to rejoicing in our hearts. They make our heart glad, right? And, um, you know, many times we don't find ourselves having a heart that is full of joy because Mm. the Bible makes it clear in Proverbs. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So this whole Jesus thing can sound real cool. We can, again, go to church, check the box. But if we are not really bought into this, if we are not choosing to see God in every little problem we go through, through every moment of lack, every moment of frustration, every moment of opportunity, if we don't see God and we only see ourselves, we are setting ourselves up to see things that appear to be right, but they're wrong. And they're leading us to a place that ultimately does not birth life into us. And then lastly, number four, The commandment of the Lord is pure, without blemish, and it leads to the illumination or the enlightening of our eyes to allow us to see those things which we have not previously seen. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say the the lens in which we look at the world, if it is not informed by the perfect will, the perfect plan, and the perfect instruction from, from God, we cannot expect our mind, will, and emotions to be revived. Mm. despite all these experiences that we go Mm. through, as I said, we will frankly, and many of us do feel the opposite because we know that life and these problems and these kids and these spouses and these jobs, (laughs) they always assault our mind. They assault our will. They assault our emotions. They assault us quite often. So again, if you are not looking at the lens of uh, looking through the lens of the spirit, you're going to feel beat down, empty. Yeah. Why are you promoting yourself? Why are you promoting how good you look and all your success and all the above? You're secretly going to be empty and yeah. not revived. Secondly, we can choose to have this loosey-goosey form of godliness and never come into the fullness of experiencing his reliable word. That, that is true. One that has results. Yeah. Um, but again, this is a result of this halfway in, halfway out Christianity, this, this Sabbath day, let me do it on a Sunday type of Christianity. And um, we who are simple, we can't expect to be wise by the standards of God. And to that point, I want to turn over quickly to Matthew verse chapter seven, verses 24 through 27. And it says, Every, everyone then who hears the words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because mm. it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them like, does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. Mm. 
and great was that fall. So Elsie, you and I, we can't see the foundation of the lives that 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 our, our listeners have built their their life upon. But right. God can, and God right. has been exposing to you right. what your foundation is based on if that house is standing strong, if your heart is being revived, mm-hmm. or if things are feeling quite opposite. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, mm-hmm. Luke 6 Chapter six, verse 45, it says the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So that evil that is consistently coming out of some of your hearts and, and, and out of your mouth, those things that are juxtaposing or going against the good of God. Those are indicators that you are not aligned to or even potentially aware of the instructions, the guidance, the will that is being led by or or should be led. You should be led by um, as it relates to the will of God for your life in order to lead to this gladness and this goodness Mm -hmm. in your heart. That Mm -hmm. thing that is the source of your life. And Tony Evans says, whatever is stored up inside of you. It will dictate what you speak. It will then dictate what you see. And then Mm. it will dictate where your feet take you. That part. And if you are not happy with the direction of your life, if you are not happy with the things that you see, and if your words are full of toxicity and defeat and doom and gloom. Mm. Lastly, bro, before, because I know I've been on a monologue. Bro, I was like, you you hitting heavy, baby. I'm, I'm, let, I'm letting your voice rest while you recover. But lastly, our Heavenly Father and these things related to him, as I said before, they're pure. And they give us the ability to see what had not yet been revealed to us. And if you're not seeing what you hadn't seen before, like Elsie shared, like the things he started to see, the, the revelation. If you're not seeing the things that have been hidden to you before, you got to ask yourself some tough questions. Yeah. This Christianity thing that you say you're doing, it, it's either just broken, especially if you're not seeing progress, especially if you're, if you're not seeing results. It's either broken or there's something that you're not doing. Yeah. That is not yielding fruit in your life, the fruits of the spirit that we have spoken earlier. Those things that if you don't yield to, if you if they're not yielding fruit, they're going to they're going to yield broken lives, damaged families, flawed perspectives and a future that holds some heavy consequences if we choose to continue to live life as we always have. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to say, bro, like everything you said hit on some heavy levels, heavy levels, love the breakdown. And I, and I hope that everybody that was tuned in really reflects on, on your words there. Uh, those four wisdom points, I believe, um, I, I believe can be really groundbreaking for some. And the reason being is because bro, we still got our everyday life challenges, right? Every last one of us. Yes. We still have bills, you know, we got some of us with kids that may not be conducting themselves the way that we hope they would be. You know, you brought that new house, but things are falling apart every which way. Your job is acting crazy and, and, and moving you around. The question goes back to what you said, bro. How are we seeing these things? What vantage point, what lens are we looking from? 
And how are we then being led to address these circumstances? If we're being led to the part that you was talking about where we're, we're fighting and fussing and cussing and, and, and always have some negative say, can we honestly then say that we can see Christ at all? Right? Mm-hmm. Because again, it's not about things being great in our lives, right? Because again, when we are weak, especially if we're in Christ, then that means Christ is strong. So it's not about how we typically feel, but throughout our circumstances, do you feel closer or further from God each and every time you go through something? Like, do you mm-hmm. only feel close to God when you got you a nice little blessing and when you go through some some craziness with your husband and all of a sudden you don't feel like God is in a picture at all, he abandoned you? Like, that. The, these are things that we got to be asking ourselves, right? So the, the last point that I want to make sure that I really make is that this is all going to be going back to what we said before. We are what we eat. If you want to dine and feast on your self-made glory of assumed accomplishments or eat on the advice of a broken, bitter person, Mm. then we can't be surprised as to why we feel so toxic and empty, right? This relationship with God is only hard when we don't want to die to ourselves, our Mm. own desires, our own self-ambitions, our own vision, right? Making, again, no place for him just us we can say we're doing it for our family but it's really about us we can say we're doing it for the wife but it's still about us so again how many of us are even living the life that we plan to right half of us we we did the 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 american dream we went to college we got the job we got the spouse we got the dog we got the kids Mm. but how do you feel Mm. What, Mm. what, what 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 benefits what fruit is coming from this you made the six figures congratulations now what Right, so uh, store it up, no, store no, it up, bro. and just die. Right? Uh, no, but that should be the complete opposite, right? This is, this you know, even as we was talking through this, Jay, it made me think about when we when we reviewed Peter and his walking on water experience. That's exactly what we're discussing again here. Mm. The walking on water experience means that we have asked God for something specific. We have called certain things into order. Like I said, we prepared all 2024 to walk in the form of abundance and boom of elevation, all these different things. And the first thing that I get when I'm coming out the boat is waves and wind, mm. but my eye is still trained on my father. So even though I may feel a little, a little damp, my, my feet ain't slipping, baby. We still out here. Tre- we, we, we ain't treading. We out here trotting. And that's as a result of what your eyes are on. And I think one thing we have not shared to kind of show the other side of um, of the picture, if you will, while your eyes are either on yourself for some, for many rather, and for some, their eyes are on God, which is obviously going to impact how you walk if you're able to resist that storm. But I will also say God's eyes are on you. Mm. regardless of what your eyes are on if your guys are yourself or what if your eyes are on your money if your eyes are on give me a chill there because (laughs) here's the thing i mean especially those of us who have kids like you want to see your kids be great yeah you want to see your kids thrive yeah you want to give your children things that they're ready for yeah and if you continue monitoring your child and if you see that, although you are the driving age legally, you're not responsible enough to get a car. I actually have the money to give you a brand yeah. new car. 
but you are not prepared. Yep. Yep. You are not mature, mm-hmm. and you are not mm-hmm. willing. That and you then wonder why you don't have the blessings your sibling has. Hello. <laughs> Woo! It, it, so I mean. <laughs> Let's just, bro. Like, let's make it make sense. Make like, let's just sense, focus yo. on 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 a past couple of weeks, yeah. right? And and months of this year. Like, we, all of us have been experiencing something. Yeah, facts. But but Elsie, to your point, what have you been seeing? Yeah, yeah. Are you seeing the bigger picture? Is God using that situation to develop you? Right. Is God giving you an abundance of finances to test how you will manage it? Mm. Is God giving you an opportunity to pay evil for evil to see what really resides in your heart? Is the marriage failing because God wants you to focus more on meeting the needs of your spouse rather than meeting the needs of yourself? Oh, come on, somebody. Is God allowing you to see the flaws of someone else so that you can encourage and pray for them rather than crucify them as the Romans Mm. did your heavenly Mm. father? Regardless of our network, our net worth, our satisfaction with the life that you have built, if you are just moseying around this life content, living like everyone else, yet full of secret distress and conflict, if you're still responding to life's crises with the wisdom of man and not the wisdom of God, if your heart is still abundantly flowing with evil desires, if you don't see this God as real, pure, and an intimate part of who you are, what you believe, and what God's your life, I hate to tell you, but you don't know what you don't really know. And I don't know what you actually think you see besides a mirage, a mm. matrix. Mm. But that does not, and that should not be your story. Amen. It likely was a story of your relatives, those people who some of us have looked up to, who actually had a double life. Mm. Those people we tried to be like so hard, Mm. but didn't realize what their true story was behind the Instagram photo. (laughs) Mm. I, I just really hope that in this season, especially again for our core, our juxtaposition crew who, who who not listening to this just to support our podcast, who are not listening to this just to hear two brothers with chemistry, like those of y'all who really want to live the best version of your life, those of y'all who realize that God is watching you. Yeah. Yeah. And who loves you yeah. for real, for real. I just I, I really hope that we are positioning ourselves to realize that. It's we have time to make changes. Absolutely. We have time to let the rest of our days look better than the earlier days that we've lived. And this is an opportunity to let this word marinate. But um, you guys, y'all know the drill. We will be back next Friday. Um, And until next time, this is Juxtaposition.